What I remembered listening back to the first ten episodes a few weeks ago mm-hmm. is that we used to begin and like we used to come up with ways that we'd begin the podcast. Now we just start. Yeah, we used to try and be funny. We used to care, I, but I'm glad we don't try and be funny anymore. Try to, to be funny, not try and then be funny. Because it used we to... don't try, stop, do something else, and then be funny. It was good when we were funny. It was. I wish you'd learn, of all the grammatical correctness that you of which you are possessed. No. It is odd to me that you refuse to accept try to, not try and. No, no, it's perfectly acceptable. It's not, you don't try, pause, and. You try no. to, it's very specifically. You know you're wrong. I think you should just Et virtuatem et musas. <laughs> is that right? The double et in Latin, which means yeah. both this and the other, I think works well, so try. I'm both trying <laughs> and you being funny. You are very trying. Who <laughs> 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 said we're not funny any longer? Absolutely. What, what topic shall we not discuss today, Sarah? Um, I think since that, recently, the British fox has become, once again been revealed mm. as the true menace it always has been. Mm-hmm. Should we not revive the great British tradition of fox hunting? Controversial, that's but what, necessary. That's what we should not discuss this week. Okay. I sounded quite convincing there, didn't I? You did. I think you convinced yourself after that, halfway through. After that couple who butchered their own children and then blamed it on a fox, and then blamed it on a naughty dog. Not the couple in the news that you're thinking. No, no. That was a genuinely it fox. Was a couple, I'm talking about another couple. They, they didn't bother reporting. Hasn't reported on that one, the no. other couple I'm talking about. Because it happened in your basement. That's right. <laughs> yes. But and I when you blame say, that fox. When you say couple, you mean old man prisoner. Uh-huh. And when you say fox, you mean the machete in your hand. <laughs> That's right. That's it. When I say babies, I do mean babies. Oh, of course. Yes. I did machete those two babies today. You did. You did. And they made a baby ratatouille. And I blamed it on a naughty fox. A naughty fox. And it worked. It was brilliant. It did work. The yeah. police are none the wiser. <laughs> That's true. And nothing will ever get me in trouble. No. My crime is perfect. Let's drink to that. Let's drink a whole bottle. Oh. I want to warn you, it contains sulfites. No, I don't want anything. Why is that a sticker that's been added on? What would a sulfite do to me that I need to worry it about? It will kill you. Yes? Yeah. Oh, excellent. That makes it a bit more thrilling. <laughs> and what is it? Can you remember last week? Yes. Anything particular about last week that you remember? Mead. Oh, no, I'm talking about the, 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 the something else that we I talked about going to Burley. I can't believe that you didn't just think about me immediately. You thought you were going to Burley? We went to Burley. I told you last week that we were in the New Forest. We went to Burley. Uh-huh. Um, and I shall be reminding you of again of, of this again next week. Uh-huh. Because I bought, uh, I bought a beverage and Laura bought a beverage and she's uh-huh. very... Indeed, very I remember we did say... Well, I did lenta. say... I said that this week we should have something... I'm not sure what the something is. I guess you're holding it in your hand. I am. This is from Burley Coach House. And you're holding the bottle. <laughs> this is from Burley Coach House, the place in which we were trapped by the screaming chavs. Uh-huh. Um, and it is blackcurrant and rum wine. That sounds like it could be very problematic. And it's obviously very homemade on some level, because that's it. That's all the label contains. Mm, it's all printed on an inkjet. Produced in Great Britain, mm. and it's 14% volume, which is, you know... Mm. Is that good for wine? I don't drink wine. I don't know anything about mm. wine. I don't know. So you're un... Yes. Unmetalling it. Mm. Okay. <laughs> it's it's a hollow piece of plastic. It's a hollow plastic, so there's no good thud there. It's not actually a cork. My goodness, it doesn't smell horrendous. I, I, I dislike wine. We've, we've discussed very many, many podcasts ago. Oh, I love that noise. I've been told off for that more than anything else yes. in this podcast. The fact that I can't appreciate wine. People are most upset about that. Never mind... Is that the, more than that, or does that's it taste fine it? to taste it. Never mind the pedos and everything like that. That's really what people are upset 
Oh goodness no. It smells of see I don't partic I have a confession. I quite like Ribena, but I don't particularly like black currants because okay. Ribena is not particularly whereas this this smells horrifically black currant. You know what this smells exactly like? Cough mixture? Yeah, no, it's it's uh, those squishy cough sweets yes. you get. Yes. It smells precise. No, lo- you know, the, the pa- what are they called? The lozenges? Yeah, the uh, yes, indeed. But it doesn't it doesn't sort of remind you of that. It just could be that. It is. It's that minced up in a glass. Yeah. Are you ready? You try? Oh, ready? I don't know if I want to. I said ready, you try. You try, drink, yes? Yes, and maybe good. Oh yes, it's pastilles in a glass, it's fine. It's quite nice. Mm, it's fine. It's good. I've discovered a wine I like. Well, it's, it's not really a wine, a... it's very poured, you know. It's a lot of juice poured into some, <laughs> it, it poured into some alcohol. It's going to be quite a trek to get it the next time I need some. Yes. So just going to New Forest to buy another Remind bottle. Me also, what's it called? It's £5 this bottle cost. Remind what it's called. It's rum uh, as well. Blackcurrant and rum wine. Well, of course it's rum. This is rum doing, so we'd never drink a liquid that wasn't rum. No, we wouldn't. In the first two episodes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> It's blackcurrant and rum with some wine, apparently. Although I don't know what sort of wine. I wonder... Yeah. I wonder well, there's no information to find out. I think it's just rum with some blackcurrant juice added and they've decided to call it wine because it sounds posher. Well, it's only 14%, so it's not rum. Mm. Well, not totally, no. But that's quite, a, that's quite an enjoyable beverage. It is. It's, it, it goes well after a banoffee pie, I think. Everyone go to the Burley Coach House if you can get past the old gran who's still probably still stood in the doorway because <laughs> that horse. Terrified of the horse. Um, and buy yourself a bottle. That's what I say. John, at lunch... Hello. I enjoy surfing on the interweb. Yes, do you know? But Don't say interweb. Is, it's I know, just, uh, oh, you were being yeah. naughty. Okay. Very naughty. But the problem is I've been running out of things I like to look at. What I'd like to find is an enjoyable... Daily, perhaps weekly, webcomic. You're the man who knows about comics. Can you recommend one? You told me oh, I'm what no I love lo- about these You told me I'm never. I'm not allowed XKCD anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you're allowed. Say, you, you're allowed XKCD that explained though. You, you decided that that's not funny. I think XKCD explained is spiteful. And it cool. is very spiteful. It's unquestionably one of the yeah. most spiteful webs. I think ever XKCD is a perfectly innocent little comic. I think XKCD is dreadful now, and I used to no, love it. I used you're to love wrong. it. I think you're but wrong. I just. I can't think of a good one recently. Mm-hmm. You're wrong. I'm not wrong. And now, why are webcomics so bad? I mean, there's user-friendly... I just wanted to say, this all. sounds... What I love about these moments is when you introduce these things, it really does sound like... Re- like sound rehearsed. Like, it's mm. we're a Radio 4 programme and you're just even <laughs> start the week and you're like, and John, John Walker, you're interested in webcomics. Yeah. And it's like, we've rehearsed this before. I just like to stress that, that as much as it sounds that way, this really is completely unplanned and I had no idea what it was going to talk about. And that's why you're going to be so bad and giving an old... No, not. I have many. I have a great deal to say Whatever you can, because... You used to be quite enthusiastic about comics online, and unless I'm very much mistaken, I think that's changed. I don't think I've ever been enthusiastic about comics online. I think um, maybe, no. I think maybe the point is that a lot of comics that you initially had hope for, after five or ten years, have run out of things to do and say. Well, is that fair? I can't think of any web comic I've ever had hope for e- either. As far as I'm concerned, web comics are for good t-shirts. Mr. Stickman. That's XKCD. No, Mr. Stick. Oh, Boy in a Stick and Slither. Yes. Yes, that's a good example. I did used to like Boy in a Stick you and Slither. You did, you used and then, to tell me always to watch it. Uh, well, there's a certain... Read it. Well, here's Look the thing. It. Here's my theory about when you find a good... You find a good I like Brian's Guide, and you hated that. It was rubbish. Mm. Um, but you find a good webcomic, and you like it. And what happens is you, you plough through the archives, and you go, oh, wow, this is great. I really mm. like this. But you do some very selective reasoning. You go, if you're ploughing through, say... Three weeks of comics, mm-hmm. twenty-one comics, and three or four of them are good. Mm-hmm. You go, wow, this is a really good comic. 
and then you go three, and then you go two weeks before there's been, a, you know, it's out every day, and it's another two weeks before there's a good one. And then you go, oh, I can't remember why I like this now. Mm. And it's the same thing if you buy daily strip comics in newspapers. Mm, most of the time, they're absolutely dreadful. Mm. Adam Crowley used to argue if you haven't got an idea, just put a thing saying, didn't have an idea for today, sorry. Mm. Rather than just some desperate, lame, you know, awful mm. joke. And that's because no one, no one should be, you know, a great stand up comic generally writes one hour of material a year. Mm. But comic writers, drawers, artists, are expected of daily strip comics are expected to come up with something funny a gag a day at least 365 days a year mm. um, well that's that's unrealistic to start with so when you buy even the greatest which is of course Calvin and Hobbes of the of the last 30 years anyway I find some of them quite dud absolutely but if you get the books of Calvin and Hobbes reading through them is a fantastically pleasurable experience because if there is a dud it took 15 seconds and then you're on to another good one mm. whereas if you're reading in the room daily that fifth that could ruin last, your whole day last 24 hours that dud yes um, and if there isn't a good one for two or three days that's <coughs> just a couple of pages but if it's from real life so this is my theory and the same with web comics and most web most comics are bad so therefore most web comics are bad and if they're mm. good occasionally the the slug of finding the good ones slog even of finding the good yeah. ones over days is demoralizing user-friendly Oh, well, that's a different case entirely. But that, the thing about it was it was supposed to reflect the Internet's culture particularly, and it was supposed to be the web comic, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was always so terribly produced, it was never any good. And I remember the little parody you drew yes. of it once. Which... How long ago would you say that was? It must have been in the late, late 90s. It must have been, because it was at the just before the dot-com boom, when user-friendly, the web comic... This is what the dot-com, oh, yes, that's true. This is what the dot-com boom was about. They were going to float on the stock exchange... Which one of these teas was mine? I don't know. Let's say that one's yours now. Yes. Or were they? Don't you remember? They had oh, yes, shares. I do remember, yes. You could get share, said, get your share certificate. What's interesting about it is if you look at go to userfriendly.org, there's no mention of that debacle anymore. Right. It's been excised from history. We should explain what user-friendly is a barely drawn comic. When, userfriendly.org, if you just visit yes. it, you'll see it. And it's horrifically badly produced and drawn yes. and it's so lazy and you can you can give a technical answer about explaining some of its laziness well w- when i was at school everyone would have a go at drawing and there'd be that kind of face that people would draw where they would um imagine an an eight turned on its side and the middle stretched up apart that those eyes yeah. the kind of yeah. you know like I say a big bubbly eight on its side eyes hmm. and everyone would draw this way and it was this horrible nasty I don't know where it came from everyone would do it and they'd have stupid bits of strands of hair sticking out and my favourite example ever in my French GCSE classroom on the wall and I think I remember laughing at this for about 45 minutes there was a picture someone had drawn of a of a thug obviously drawing something about criminals in France in French and there was a criminal there with his cross face and pointy down eyebrows and he was gritting his three rows of teeth <laughs> True. <laughs> and I love the idea to open his mouth and that middle row of teeth would just fall onto the ground <laughs> below. Yeah. Uh, but it's that, it's that kind of drawing, and that's user friendly, and, and it's something that if you're. But a, that's the best of it. If you're an artist. No, but that's the best of it. Of course. That's as good as it gets, because, that's... okay, at least you think if he made three or four panels worth of those drawings, that yes. would be fine. It, would still, it wouldn't be fine, because it would still look like nasty middle school <laughs> scrawling. Of With some clip art of computers. Yeah, that's right. Whereas he. He literally will copy and paste the same panel three times. Sometimes zooming into the middle. Yes, that's right. Zooming in a bit so you'll pixelate. <laughs> and then just... Oh, so the one I parodied it is because he was doing a particularly egregiously bad series about... He was mocking 
some some, Japanese some visiting Japanese. Yeah, that's right. It was the it visiting was, Japanese uh, businessmen. It was just outrageously racist. It <laughs> and was they're making fun of their peculiar. voices and accents. So. And so I did a, a Mickey take because it made me cross. That was user yeah. unfriendly. I could probably link to it, couldn't I? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was that was over a decade ago, and yet it still resonates. It's it's still going. It's still well, popular. Well, the thing is about user friendly is at least when he draws the characters. That's one thing. But there's one step. Beyond that, in laziness. Yes. Oh, That's yes. <laughs> where he'll draw the building. No, even better. And all the car and voices are coming out of the building. No, he goes even worse than that. He'll have completely black panels. <laughs> yes. Just darkness <laughs> yes. with voices coming out of it. <laughs> it's like, it's like I, if he were paraplegic or something, then I would understand. Yes. <laughs> maybe he is maybe that's the thing no then he shouldn't be doing a comic he should just be writing <laughs> novellas or something it's and it's it's also you have to have read every single one for the last 200 years to be able to understand anything anyone's saying about any of the wonderful characters that are so <laughs> tediously and clichédly created it's it's a horrible horrible comic what if he listens to our podcast he's a big fan yes I hope J.D. Fraser uh, Iliad listens to our podcast uh-huh. But are there any redeemed comics that you can recommend for a lunchtime browse? At the moment, I like. Um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. I have to get up and. Oh, I can, no, I have to cross the room to find out. You can link to Gun, it. I remember Gun Show Comics. Gun Show. It is. I like it because it doesn't have punchlines to the point where most of the comics make no sense at all. The drawing is fabulous. The guy is a, a real understanding of classic comic styles from like the from the, from the 20s and 30s it's really um outrageous and and inappropriate and it just doesn't make a great deal of coherent sense and i really enjoy it for that mm-hmm. the anticlimax is difficult to enjoy but i kind of I, even if i'm not even if i'm disappointed by the fact that it went nowhere I, part of me enjoys that that happened again yes uh, that's quite good butter safe comics is hit and miss occasionally hits um yeah, I can't think of any others. I still follow XKCD just because I know I also follow XKCD Explained afterwards to revel in a moment of unfair spite. Right. What about Brian's Guide? Well, it hasn't really. No, I don't think that whoever the artist there has updated it in a couple of years. Seriously, you drew, you drew Brian's Guide. And, and Did you, about a hundred. You claim to hate it now. I don't. I never liked it at the time either. <laughs> so why were you doing a Because you nagged me about it. Everybody nagged you. I just drew were you them a prisoner of your own creation? I know. I drew them to stop you from yelling at me for not drawing them. Why didn't you like motivation. Did you not like number one? I enjoyed the process of creating... Well, number one, it began in, in college lectures when I was I doodled a picture of a baby lying face down in a puddle. That was my best... Sign well, that was the best Brian's With guy. a sign underneath saying incorrect. It had nothing to do with Brian at all yeah. at the time. And then I just added the rabbit to it saying incorrect and that became the... F- I think that was the first Brian's Guide prototype and then the very first one was... Um, Something about bees and mm. nailing up boards across your doors and windows, I forget. Mm. And so they, it began as just the silly doodles I would do in college. And, and cause a baby, you know, drowning a baby in a puddle and putting incorrect struck me as funny. Yes. Um, but then and Brian's Guide to Child Rearing. That was, that's what I called it. I, I, I had made the joke richer, I think, than just sure. saying incorrect. Sure. So why did you hate it? Well, I enjoyed it. Because you hated the tweeness of Brian. Yes. I enjoyed the process of creating, of drawing it. I used, you know, it was, it was, it was difficult to do. I thought it was, was meta-tweet. It was difficult to do, but no, in the end I think it was just tweet. No, there was like, there's one, there's where one... Brian basically beats up his sheep friend with a baseball, with a right. cricket bat, and the bee is an angry bee who is um, 
always angry, but nevertheless turned up to Brian's birthday party <laughs> yes. and sat at the table with the, <laughs> with a hat on, with a lady, See, that made me and, and was still cross. And Lady Brian, <laughs> Brianetta, with her bow in her hair. Yeah, that's right. The, so evil, was... the evil Lady Bunny Rabbit. I think that's so what I think it was. These were the, as bad those, as you are, those are for me. For me, those are tributes to comics. So, for instance, if Brian were to read a book and an animation, he would read it backward. There are certain things you do because you're a comic, and, mm. and embracing those is good. So, if you're a girl, you, if the girl version just has a bow on top. Yes. Um, I think I actually gave her a blonde wig in one strip. Mm. Um, and yes, the angry bee, angry bees. Just the phrase "angry bee" makes me laugh. And, and the fact that angry bee then was sitting at yes, that's right, but at still, the birthday but, but party, still enjoying his cake with his hat on. That's was still angry. Yes, that reminds me of a book. I think it's just over here called "Jesus Day Off." I'll have to read it to you one day. I think if it's here, I can do it right now. Uh, um, I think that we breach a copyright. I hope so. Do you have permission from Jesus to read this this book? No, I don't. Oh, I can't even find it now. Well, forget it. Get Maybe back we'll into do it ne- Maybe we'll do it next time. Yes, we'll do it next time. Uh, it's we'll one it of the most time. apocryphal books ever written. I adore it. It's so incredibly funny. Okay. Um, but it has a Judas Iscariot in it. Right. And in every scene you see him in throughout Jesus' life, he's furiously angry. <laughs> Big, pointy-down eyebrows, very cross. Yes. Including when they're all tucked up in bed at the end, in their different right. beds. Oh, all the disciples in beds. And there's Judas. But he's not. A, he's a scowling one eye open. <laughs> plotting away. <laughs> So you didn't like Brian's Guide, anything about it? I th- it was twee and it was saccharine. Um, it, where I got the one that really offends me the most is the Brian's Guide to Growing Up. And, no, not to, to, I don't yeah. know. It's one of them holding a little bunny's hand. It's like, oh, my dad loves that one. Has it on his wall in his in his study. <laughs> I quite like the twee because you are quite twee fe- twee feminine character yourself. I don't. So it reflected some part of your personality. Maybe truthfully. Maybe I. I just. I don't know, girls tend to like it more than boys. and mm. Well, I like the crueler ones. Yeah, and the crueler ones, that was purely because I was just angry about this all thing I created. So I was like, but I making think... them be awful to each other was pleasant to but me. But that, that, isn't that part of what makes a good creative enterprise, that tension between your creation? I, I think suppose you, so. I think you should do but some don't more. You th- no, you want me to do more, but don't you think it ran its course? I did a hundred of no, them. Well, try, well, try doing some more and see what happens. I'm much, I'd be, recently I've been drawing the sheep uh, constantly. Yeah, I if that. you find a notepad of mine, you'll see the sheep all the way through it. Like I like Brian's so. guide to, was it to collecting or something, and the sheep's collecting lamps, which is my suggestion. Was it your suggestion? Yes. So, so you, said, you, you said, think of something stupid to collect. Right. You said lamps, and there's all sorts of lamps, like an angle poise lamp mm-hmm. and a table lamp and that kind of thing. I just quite like the idea that the sheep collects lamps. <laughs> And Brian is exasperated by this. I know. <laughs> so I never put enough effort in to think about their personalities. I was just kind of just draw it as it was. Mm. Um, the other thing that annoys me is when the drawings are bad. Some of them surprise me are good. Like the um, there's what invading castles is a joke that yeah. I came up with my friend James when we were teenagers. Yes. We were hiking. We were, maybe in about nineteen twenty. We were hiking through Scotland. Yes. And we saw an old <laughs> castle. Yes. And it had. Oh, it'd be new then. Oh and yes, that's right. Back in those days, mm. and it had the, the the pay booth, and we just thought about the idea of a sketch. You could have a sketch show, in which all the way through the show there'd be this army, full armor, charging, roaring, sh- swords above their heads, screech, you know, <gasps> coming toward, and you'd see them get closer and closer and closer, and then finally the person at the front would go up to the tall booth and to the little booth and say, um, three students, and I think it's twenty five full adult pheasants, you know, yes, and then Rah! and they all run back and storm the castle. And so that's where that joke came from. Right. And I really enjoyed the drawing mm. um, for that one. And there's a few where I'm really happy with the drawing I've created, but others I look at them like, any time Brian's sideways on, it's just humiliating. And, right. And Which so is the worst one? The worst the drawing? drawing. Um, it's probably the one you referenced about hitting with a cricket bat, I think. Oh, no, is he holding... There's, no, there's one with the him and the sheep are sideways on, and oh, it's, it's awful. 
It was tweet. My dad loves it. My dad, in, my dad's a dentist, and yes. in, as you know, but I thought the listeners may not. Yes, and they will by now. He, in his surgery, has printed out all of them in A4 in colour, and has them in a a, a book, a plastic book. We um, know what those, you know, the sleeves, the plastic yeah. sleeves. And so Con- he, sheet condoms is that sheet condoms? Yes. And he has the, and he opens it on a different one every morning, and so the patients get to see different well, Brian's guides. As well, they you come need in. to create more for him. He, he makes your father happy. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so, I think that's all the happiness he deserves. Is, is that one? That one comic. I think that you should do some more, just 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 as a, an intellectual experiment to see where. Well, I'd rather do some about the sheep. Does the Brian's Guide text still work? If I upload to the Brian's Guide dot net, yes, still everything is still. Still yeah. there, so try it out if you can remember the password. I can't. We'll have the faintest idea what the password could be. It's probably gay or something like that. Uh, yes, you, 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 you probably spelled with a three. Is, <laughs> yeah, usually gay with a three or something like that. Of course, people listening wouldn't understand how you could possibly spell gay with a three. It just occurs to me. Yes. Unless there any any uh, Bemley alumni are listening, which I think yeah. a few are. Well, we know Adam Huffman. Well, he'll, 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 have off, he'll have turned off by now. He'll probably have found something offensive. I'll have mispronounced something. Or yes, he was upset about uh, the um, the best of best of episode that you put together. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much upset about every in episode. the future. Does he like it when we reference him in the podcast? Does this make him cross too? He won't mention it because to mention it would suggest that there's a- any notion of connectivity. <laughs> this will not. This will not receive a mention. If you want us to personally insult you, uh, podcast at rumdoings.com. No, but like um, with Collins and Herring, you have to pay us money to give us a Oh, that's right, and then we'll call you the C word. Or, 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 um, or a card full of coffee. It's interesting how uh, awful that has, their podcast has become because of that. I disagree. And I disagree. Do you? I actually quite like... Oh, basically, oh, the Collins and like Herring... the torture of it. No, the Col- no, no, actually, I disagree. The Collins and Herring podcast is... A podcast with these two gentlemen whom we've discussed before, who mm-hmm. just spend most of the time. Um, well, Carl Collins pretends to be shocked by what Herring says, and Herring usually talks about bumming. Bumming. And listeners send them money, mm-hmm. or give them coffee and cake money, as they say. Yes. Or filled in loyalty cards and things like that. And they spend a lot of their podcast acknowledging their receipt, which I think is nice. But. <laughs> I think that's fine. I quite like it. It's no less interesting than anything else they ever talk about. And I quite like the fact that it suggests that it's becoming a kind of a self-sustaining ecosystem. I like that. Well, uh, my issue with it isn't, as you say, as they discuss each person, they go off on tangents and things, which yeah, is great. Yes. But my issue with it is is why we created this podcast, which is they're being beholden to a theme. Yeah. They keep saying so they'll go off on a tangent and they go, oh, but we've got to come back and now say such mm. and such is a C word because... This yeah. person gave us 50p. And it's like, oh, it's that... You've gone off on an interesting tangent and uh, you have to reel well, yourself back yeah, in that's again. What here, that's what we're here for. Uh, I suppose so. Yes. Now, back to the foxes. Yeah, we're not <laughs> discussing... Oh, I see what you died. Oh! I'm tired. Do you Why? know how tired I am? Why are you tired? Because I work too hard. Well, for no money. If, if you want to be as rich as you are, you've got to work hard. That's right. In many ways, I'm an idiot. In many ways, <laughs> you are an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Still, at least you get paid on time. Uh, last week, uh, John Hicks, with whom I used to live, who is the editor of um, Official Xbox magazine, mm-hmm. uh, he were tweeted last week saying that his brother mm-hmm. had has just received a bonus mm-hmm. that is almost equal to his annual salary. Right. Oh, that must be galling. His brother probably works in a bank. Uh, something I don't know what his brother does. For it would be a bank. Something yeah. like that. Banks are doing very well at the moment, mm. thanks to our help. Thanks to my help in particular. 
Hoor, hooray for the banks. It's true. Taking all those risks and then not really <laughs> taking any risks at all. What would we do without them? Probably not have a middleman uselessly to convey our money from A to B. That's right. A to B via Z. Well, mm-hmm. I don't really know. I mean, banks, banks make money out of, out of the ether. What was it I was supposed to be subtly segueing into to have you discuss? It was up to you. Oh, I remember. I'm going to be subtle now. Let's say, okay, so let's go banks, right? Banks. Money. Money. Exchange. Money. Oh, so it's interesting about the way banks, you're mm. saying about banks and the handling of money isn't good. But you've got a story about where money is handled really well. Well, there is a conference which I may have discussed before. I think we should high five. <laughs> <laughs> There's a conference which I've discussed before called FOSDEM, which happens in Brussels in Belgium. Although, Speak it, up, Nick. You're is not it, even is registering. It, is it still in Belgium? I don't know. Belgium's falling apart at the moment for absolutely no reason at all because some people dare to speak French and the other Flemish. So the country's falling apart. But when I last went, it was in the country called Belgium mm-hmm. and in the university. And it was a geek open source conference, free software, free oh, free software, open source developers, European meeting for STEM. Mm-hmm. And there's no entry charge and you can turn up. Yeah, but Nick, free software, that's not important. Yeah. How does that affect and impinge on everybody's daily lives in any real way? Not at all. Not at all. No. Um, I suggest somebody somewhere should set up a search engine using it, but will anybody listen <laughs> no, to it? it'll never happen. No. What about a massive worldwide retailer? No, never. No, never. So, so the, the people turn up to this. It's a bit rough and ready, uh, but it's fine. And there's always a drinking event. Mm-hmm. And the way they handled the drinking event was they said, order any drinks you want, because there's so many people packed in, there's no really other way to do it. They said, just, uh, we'll come around with drinks on trays and so on, take the drink you want. Other people at some stages in the night, maybe two or three times a night, will come around with, with you know, hats or baskets or whatever, mm-hmm. And you throw in what money you think is reasonable for what drinks you think you've had. Yes. Of course, it's a complete honour system. Well, that would never work. It no. would never work, because people, especially drinking, well, yeah, would just steal all the drinks. Exactly, and you forget how many drinks you'd have, mm-hmm. and you'd always err on the side of generousness to yourself. Of course. Which is why every year there's always been slightly more money than was spent on the drinks at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the day. Um, it sounds like a parable. It, well, the parable is, is. is, if you have a group of people who feel fraternal, then they won't screw the system. Mm-hmm. So the, arg- the argument is, how do we get people to feel fraternal? One of the ways to get them to not feel fraternal is to have an estranging middleman. Yes. Uh, an estranging middleman who, for example, let's say you set up a fan site to a particular television program that your network produces about, say, catching crabs. Mm-hmm. and Let's say this fan site had been up for many a year, and indeed an employee of your television station had sent this site material yes. to put up, saying, please, I do, heard this story. "Please do put this material up, and I'm going to let your listeners know what's going to happen in the next series." Um, and then the same television station, if it wanted not to set up fraternal freedom uh, feelings, would then a year later get their lawyers to write to this fan site, say, "We demand that you give us your domain." And all your material, wow. and we are going to sue you for breach of copyright and trademark. Um, and when he phoned up and said, but your, your, you gave me the material yes. to put up, and you, in fact, linked to me from your official website, the uh, marketing company also said, I don't know why you're phoning me. Speak to our lawyers, mate. So Gosh, there we are. Who that, owns Discovery? 
I'm not sure who owns Discovery. Are they unto themselves or not? They can't be. They must be part of a larger network. But people, uh, is, it Vi- is it not Viacom then? It may well be these. They Viacom are quite evil. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the the, the, the deadliest catch? That's, that's, a, that's for the show. And, it's deadliest and catch. And there's deadliestcatchtv.com or something, oh, which okay. has been. I mean, it just happened yesterday or the day before. Oh, I didn't. And hear of course, that. sadly, the, the the fan said, "I don't want to be screwed or made bankrupt." So he's just given in. Yeah, says, of course. He's taking it up. Taking. Well, what else can he do? Taking off the site and giving away his domain to. Yeah. Discovery. Well, well, he has a site that's doing the television program massive benefit. Absolutely. Um, creating a forum of interested and caring users. So what do you do? You screw it up the jacksey. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's the way that you're not. I dare say, going to get yes. <laughs> the the same amount of money at mm-hmm. the end of the night that you'd hoped you would get for your drinks. That's true. It's it it is a interesting how the culture. If the I think we may, may briefly mentioned this before the humble indie bundle a few months ago, mm. uh, where you could buy a, a six or seven indie games <laughs> for the PC yes. for any price you chose. We did mention it. Okay, yes. and the Linux community gave yeah, the yes. most. Indeed, it's not surprising. There was some story again yesterday about how some game that didn't have DRM and there was a complaint complaints about it and said was it, I think it was the people who produced um, World of Goo or uh-huh. something and somebody complained on their behalf and said well 60-70% of your games are pirated and I think World of Goo people said no we're doing okay we're not quite bankrupt yet or some such and mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what that story was about but there's always this I can tell you yeah, it, a while ago, it was quite a while ago this happened World of Goo came out nearly two years ago now mm-hmm. um and it came out completely DRM-free. They charged twenty dollars, and their piracy rate was approximately eighty-four mm. percent. Uh, when this story, they they announced this number, they mm. said our piracy has been eighty-four mm-hmm. percent, without making any judgment on this whatsoever. They weren't complaining, and they were in mm. fact they've done remarkably well. We know. Well, I think they, they, they were charging twenty dollars a copy, and they sold hundreds of thousands of copies they, they for see... two guys who was office with the local Starbucks. They've done pretty damn well yeah, for themselves. Pretty well, yeah. They, you know what they're doing with their money? What? They're investing it back into the indie game scene. Right. By creating a fund for people mm. who which would need need funding to create games, okay. so they're reinvesting the money back into the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so they're fantastic people, and they and when the, the, the this was reported, the piracy rate was reported. There was ridiculous coverage, which they didn't endorse in any way. They 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 have no issue mm-hmm. that they were, the game was pirated because they it sold extremely well. Mm. They then did a um, a piracy embargo, mm-hmm. not embargo. Sorry, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Opposite embargo, um, amnesty. Amnesty. The, the piracy amnesty, where if you pirated the game, you could come along and pay any amount you wanted for it. And uh, the report was that nobody did that. Uh, I think there's some industry figure or something said nobody. Mm-hmm. nobody did that. But I remember you told me actually no, they got some money. From oh, that. a lot of money. And the humble, the humble indie bundle, which was the same system, uh, received each develop each public developer involved in that. And bear in mind, these are one or three men teams. You mentioned this. Made hundreds yeah. of thousands. So this is how much money you can make doing this based on an honor system. Mm. Um, another game, Machinarium, which is a, fa- a fabulous little um, uh, point-and-click adventure, uh, just did a, a piracy amnesty right. uh, last weekend. Right. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, games doing this. Well, it seems interesting to me that we should be getting closer to the notion of democratic patronage that people yes. begin to realise that their money is not slipping through the cogs of a very anonymous system, but there is direct bearing on the amount of money they give and what then gets reinvested. Mm-hmm. And what then comes out of it? Initially, because of there are huge, still huge organisations like Electronic Arts and so on, there the, this is still muddied a bit. But I think the waters will become clearer. Do you know what I, I would? And more obvious over the next five or six years. years ago, EA would be the name to go to. But they are they have been actually quite pioneering in their DRM. It's Activision you want, or, or Ubisoft who are the worst. 
no. if you want to but EA actually deserve a little bit of kudos not all kudos because they're making some stupid mistakes still right. but of all the all, all the major publishers they are the ones who are being the most forward thinking Ubisoft will learn their expensive lesson I really hope so they haven't yet and it's been a long time they and they're still persisting with this idiocy they, they will persist for another five years or so do you think yes well like that's going to be quite frustrating well there are other games you can ignore yeah, them absolutely no absolutely just ignore them you'll have more, more time to do other things that's right. And how much do you need to play all of Tom Clancy's uh, games? I don't. Do you not? No. You might like some of them. They're quite boring. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sure I would. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, even the even Hawks, the uh, plane flying game, is is dreary and dull and arcadey rubbish. Right. No, I it's not rubbish. Oh, it's, it's, about average, rubbish. Medi- it's mediocre. I notice in the studio that beneath my feet. Yes. There. Some state of the art equipment. Yes. What is it? Sixteen bit. Yeah. Mega Drive by Sega. Sega. Who are they? Well, they're a, this is a new, they're a new Japanese new, company. A new game with Mega Drive. Well, yes, it's a bit of a contrived name. It's Mega. It's not and a it has drive. a disc drive in right. it. Right. So that's and then a, there's a CRT television next door. <laughs> that's right. That flickers at three hertz. Well, if you're going to play retro games, you may as well play them on a retro screen. Yeah. It's so horrible playing games on that. That's it. I don't have a posh modern television like you young people. And so what? So, so why have you brought, resurrected your Mega Drive from its tomb with a rock in front of it? <laughs> I was, it's alive! Uh, I, w- I wanted to play King's Bounty. Why? Even though it's originally a DOS game. Because uh, <laughs> I found a copy of it on Mega Drive in a shop. Why didn't you just play it on DOSBox? Well, I, what I should have done, I played it on a, a Mega Drive emulator on the PC, and it would have been a far more comfortable experience, as it turns out. But I think if you're going to do a retro, you should play it on the original yes. system, absolutely. Yes, you can. And so, typing in, because you can't save on a Mega Drive unless they've got a, it all in the cartridge, mm-hmm. and this game certainly doesn't. To save on this game, you have to type in a forty. You have to write down a forty-nine character uh, which password, en- which encapsulates your state at that. That's point. right. Does it do that effectively? Not very. It doesn't remember what maps you've. There's four continents, and it can't remember which parts of the maps you've explored. So all maps are lost, and it repopulates all the islands from all the enemies you've killed. Right. But it does remember how much money you've got, what armor you have, and how far through the game you've progressed, and what items you've discovered, and so on. So it, if the key information is stored, but typing it all back in again, forty-nine characters on a Mega Drive pad. Oh those thing, they, 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 pick, up, in fact, pick up the pad and rattle it to the microphone. This is what all Mega Drive pads do. Let's just give that a rattle. Isn't that amazing? Why does it do that? They all do. I don't know what. It's some, there must be a bit when they built them. It they feels very bit s- that snaps off. Squelchy. Very squelch, squidgy, and is this because it's old? No, no. I think is this how, how they? I think that's how they always felt. But they're quite. I quite like them for the squidginess. And those the ABC buttons are lovely. Me- I don't know. Mega Drive is very insistently two words. Mega. Is it? Drive. Gosh, I spelt it incorrectly all the way through my article. And, and indeed on the console itself. Mega. Drive. Dear me, I wonder if, uh, I wonder if Tom at Eurogamer picked up on that. And I'm sure they're it. very good sub-editors. I'm sure they are. Mm. I wonder if it's changed to just one word in time, whether it's just no. been... Gen- we have lost the battle. Genesis. The Genesis it was called in America. Why? I don't know. Hmm. Poor old Sega. Remember Sega. When they were, remember when they were big? They're, they are still pretty big, though. They don't make chunky things anymore. They don't make consoles. They gave up the, the Dreamcast was their last death knell in the console. There are no more consoles. Uh, no, there are quite a lot of consoles. There won't be any. You told me that they're not going to be any more. In, uh, I would say in about... There's an interesting battle going on. The Xbox 360's just relaunched with a new, uh, better version of it. It's exactly the same tech, but a better... But better design so mm. it doesn't make so much noise and, it's and also doesn't explode and melt apparently it doesn't red ring they claim but it's only been out a few weeks mm. so I'll sh- we shall see 
Um, and of course, the PS3 is everyone's favourite Blu-ray player, and then the Wii. Mm. And Nintendo have begun hinting that the Wii 2 is in development, and the other two are saying, no, our consoles are good enough to keep going for a while longer. However, yes, it will come to the point where when broadband connections are fast enough, why would you bother having the tech in your house when you can just access it remotely for a for it to rent the Cause tech? Because the broadband will never be good enough. Do you think? Yes. Oh, well, that's a shame. So that's not going to happen. But it already is quite good enough. People, It works no. already. Streaming game services no, exist no. already. Don't say streaming game services. <laughs> Sorry, cloud gaming. I don't, call it. don't say cloud. <laughs> What's an acceptable term? Non-existent shimmerer. <laughs> Isn't it Chimera? If you wish. I think I do wish. <laughs> Go on, wish harder. <laughs> Please, can it be Chimera? You can have either. I'll, oh. I, I'll, I'll allow either. We've got um, a few more minutes to go. I'm quite bored. Are you? Yeah, I think you should entertain me. Quick. Quick, okay. Um, I am going to now discuss... Yes. <laughs> road cameras, speed cameras. Speed cameras, hooray! Yay, speed cameras. Well, you had an opinion about them. You were ranting about them earlier I was, on. I was before crazy, wasn't I? Before on Fists Mike. clenched, red Fisting face. yourself with I it. I was furious about it. What, what, explain why you were furious. You were going, oh, girl, I voted for that Mr. Cameron because he promised to get rid That's of That's right, me. I was like, come on, Mr. Cameron, you know me. <laughs> I, I, you promised to get rid of these nanny state speed cameras. No, I believe what I said was, I think they some stud. I haven't actually seen these to myself, so maybe talking absolute rubbish, but uh, some studies were done that showed that the flashing, you're going 30 signs, mm-hmm. the panicked, um, angry signs, which don't have cameras in them and therefore don't have financial penalties are far more effective at slowing people down Ooh, than why the presence of a speed camera. And so they're phasing the more effective ones out in replacement for the ones that make money. So it does imply but that there isn't, isn't a, a good desire way, for isn't, safety. Isn't, there, isn't it a good way to make money? Is there, is there a fairer way to make money? It basically becomes a speeding tax. What's wrong it's with that? It's interesting. It's a good point. You know, do you, I, but do you think you should therefore lose your licence for, for paying that tax four times? Um, no, no I've been, bear in mind, I'm saying this. For, I've been caught by one speed camera once because I tend to stick to the speed limit. No, and you this don't. one it was. A, you, uh, yes, I You're do. You're an aggressive driver. I may be. A, I may be, I'm a grumpy driver, but my driving is not aggressive. My manner is, but my driving. You like is, tailgating people. I don't like tailgating old, people. Old, That's old, not true. old innocent people. Oh, old innocent people who aren't doing anything wrong. Absolutely. Yes. Um, but no, I'm not an aggressive driver. I'm a. I'm a grumpy driver. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good driver. Huh. Yes, but but grumpiness can. But I think I got caught by to... one ridiculous speed camera in, 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 between Bristol and Bath, uh, which is at the bottom of a very steep hill, immediately before a sixty. Limit. Well, why do you think it is there? Well, exactly, and it's very apparently it does gross an enormous amount of money. Um, Good. So there you go. So that's the only time I've ever been caught. So that's not my grudge. Is 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 and that's not why. But I think four times being caught going thirty six in a thirty limit perhaps shouldn't lose your license. Well, it is again. You are. Committing a criminal offence. I don't think you should go 36 and a 30 limit. I think well, because the ch- chances should, of killing someone many, are greatly increased. Oh, so how many times should you be allowed to commit a dangerous crime before you're stopped from committing Five a times. Oh, OK. Yes. <laughs> it's just, it's just the, there the should form. be 15 points on the licence. OK, fair enough. Yeah. Well, we can we sort that out. You'll be all right. No further <laughs> That's complaints. fine. I'm, I'm over it at that point. Excellent. Good. I'm glad to hear it. So we sorted out uh, speed cameras. Which Quite is easy. More... Have you ever been caught by a speed camera? Yes, I have. Wow, similar similar experience yeah. to you actually. There was it's it's where there's a very rapid change in the speed limit, mm-hmm. and usually at the bottom of a hill. And yeah. it was actually on the way to Reading, and went, flash, flash. Oh dear. Mm-hmm. Yes, but uh, have you ever had a car accident? I had somebody 
drive into my side. Um, I was turning into a road and there were cars parked on either side. So you had to do what my driving instructor called it, creep and peep. Mm-hmm. So you slowly creep forward to to keep a view. As I was creeping forward, somebody in a 30 mile an hour area was driving at about 60 or 70 and he was on his phone. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't see that he maybe shouldn't be driving at yes. 60 or 70 and maybe there are other people on the road. No! So he went into my side. My grandmother was in the car at the oh, time. Dear. It was my mother's old escort. Uh-huh. And uh, there wasn't much of that car at the end of it, but we were oh, okay. Oh, gosh. Wow. In the end, it went to court. Yes? And Why? And the uh, and the gentleman was found out to have been on the telephone. Oh, I see. That's why I went to court, because it wasn't an accident. It was... Well, it, it, the, uh, the police weren't sure what it was. Yeah. So we went to court. That's and, interesting. And yes, the gentleman had been on the phone a bit naughty. A, bit a, naughty. Bit, a little bit naughty. Yes. There. Uh, I've never had any... I, I did drive into the side of a car once. No, I've never driven into anybody. I think that's stupid. It is stupid. However... Why did you drive into somebody? My mitigating circumstances Well, you were, were drunk at the time. I was <laughs> absolutely wasted. No, and I don't think it's fair. Yeah. Now, how, am I, how am I supposed to react Yeah, how can you control yourself? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fair ridiculous. enough, fair enough, fair enough. No, it's a very peculiar... I think it's changed since because they had so many accidents <clears> at this particular junction. There's uh, two lanes, one for filtering you to turn right, and the right-hand lane has its own traffic light. Mm. That traffic light turns green, so you go, but it doesn't turn red for the opposite direction what do you mean so it looks like it's filtering you right but it's not so what's it doing traffic coming what I don't know saying, take a chance it's just saying it's, it's the strangest system and so I turned right and a car speeding coming in the other way because it was a 30 limit he was clearly going faster than that mm-hmm. came in and so I just assumed I had didn't have to worry about traffic coming because I had a green light mm-hmm. so I turned and poof, went to the side of it that was terrifying it was a horrible it was very, I was you know not moving quickly he was but it was and then what happened then I had to pay him my insurance. No, but what happened? How did your life go before your eyes? No, I had a friend in the car and I felt utter horrendous guilt that I could have hurt, harmed her in some way. Before you got own. home. <laughs> you have to spoil everything, don't you? Yes. Yes. So yeah, and then I drove and I did a five mile an hour accident once I, I, my brakes didn't work because I was on ice at a traffic <laughs> light and I slid ridiculously slowly into the back of the car in front and I went, tap. And wrote my car off. That <laughs> was that spectacular. How did you break it? Right it dented right the radiator and the car wasn't worth a new radiator. And what about the person <laughs> so in the front of you? The insurance wrote it off. They did that thing where they tried to claim, you know, uh, uh, broken windscreen wipers and so on <laughs> in, okay. in response. <laughs> my car, really quite my car suddenly changed to a colour I don't particularly <laughs> yeah, like. Right. I had like it resprayed, please, back to its original colour. It was a very frustrating experience to have that. Yes. Um, I don't think I really did their car any harm. I think I damaged their bumper and that was it, and they tried to claim an awful lot. Yes, I've heard that that happened. That was frustrating. Mm. I think that's it for my car accident past. I've been very lucky not to have been. You've been okay in Goebbels then? Yes, absolutely fine. No crunches or scrapes? None at all. Not even scratched it yet, which is impressive for me. Well, you say that, but now that you've said that. Well, I still haven't scratched it yet. No. I mean, there's a gap between my saying this and the podcast going yeah, out. Exactly. I could, perhaps you could argue Especially that. Especially in sense. this bath with these silly little walls. That's true. This is a very narrow town. It's a narrow town with buses attempting to drive through it. It's true. I was on a bus in Bath once that drove too close to one of these walls, such that it smashed its back window. You said. And I said about this. Yeah. Oh, I bore myself. You do. You bore for England. I should probably. We should probably just stop now before I say anything else I've said before. We should probably should. Okay. Good evening, (laughs) and and good luck. And sleep well. Yes.